Calls being built along the Mexican border to immigrant children being detained in facilities in Texas after being separated from their deported parents, immigration is more relevant in today's society than ever before. Throughout this podcast, you will learn about the origin of immigration as well as the basic programs the U.S. has regarding immigration. Also, there will be some personal stories and reports to give you a better understanding of the situation our country is dealing with. The United States has long been defined as a melting pot due to the assimilating cultures presented by a fluctuation of immigrants dating back to the 1800s. The policy regarding immigration in America has consistently wavered between acceptance and exclusionary throughout the decades of American growth. The first major wave of immigration began after the War of 1812 when large amounts of immigrants began arriving at major U.S. ports. This wave primarily included Irish immigrants seeking a reprieve from their potato famine. After continued industrialization in America, a new wave of immigration coming from China began. They used their various skills to obtain jobs in the United States, ultimately angering a popular amount of Americans. Despite their contribution to the economy, the Chinese Exclusion Act banned further immigration from China. The attitudes of Americans toward immigrants then became increasingly hateful, causing an abundance of restrictions on immigration. With the following era of the Red Scare, the United States was further skeptical of new immigrants entering their country. Even as, America, even as America has evolved over the decades, the policies toward immigration has remained ungenerous, which leads to the current immigration system in the United States under the Trump administration. The basic policies provided by the Pew Research Center gives insight on how our current country operates and the systems we have for immigration. So nearly 34 lawful immigrants exist in the United States today, and uh, there are seven ways that I've listed that they can receive uh, you know, lawful citizenship here. So one of them is family-based immigration, and there's about 804,000 people who, rese- who received lawful permanent residence in the U.S. Um, so this is basically like a green card, so if your spouse is already a citizen, you can marry, or if your children you can get a green card. Um, another one of them is refugee emissions, which is about, there's about uh, 90,000 refugees in America today. Um, this is basically a person who flees persecution from their home, home country, so they're just coming out of a bad situation. Uh, another pl- uh, another way that they can enter the U.S. is employment-based green cards, which um, you just have to work to be here, basically. Uh, one of them is a, a diversity visa, which is a, a lottery. So you can get in through a lottery system, basically be picked. Another way is the H-1B visa, which is another employment visa. It's just not a lottery visa like the other ones. And I lost my place. Um, uh, another one is the DAC, which stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. So these are children's children who are allowed to be in the U.S. with work permits or protection from deportation. And then the last one is Temporary Protected Status, which is about 300,000 immigrants and they have permission to live and work in the U.S. uh, because of war, hurricanes, or other disasters in their home country. Yes. Due to new immigration policies, hundreds of immigrants have been sent back to their country, leaving their kids homeless and alone. With this, the U.S. government has provided them shelter and food, 
but not under the best conditions. One cage had 20 children inside, scattered about are bottles of water, bags of chips, and large foil sheets intended to serve as blankets, the association project, the association press reports. This situation has become a reality for thousands of kids who have been put in facilities all across Texas in what are being referred to as dog kennels. According to the Washington Post, former First Lady Laura Bush has compared it to the internment camps used for Japanese Americans during World War II. A Democratic congressman who visited the site said it was nothing short of a prison. After seeing the conditions these immigrant children are living in, many political figures are viewing it as extreme actions being taken. While the government is attempting to reduce immigration for the benefit of the country, it may not be working out that way. Gale Research states that reduction immigration contributed Reduced immigration contributed to labor shortages, particularly on farms in western states. Mexicans have been working on farms for decades in the south because it's right along the border. However, with all the ice operations taking place, the number of farmers is decreasing, resulting in less production in farm goods. Recalled by the national news site CNN, Donald Trump stated, We want a great country. We want a country with heart. But when people come up, they have to know they can't get in. Otherwise, it's never going to stop. This shows his opinion regarding family separation and his lack of sympathy. He knows that no matter the case, his policies have to remain stern in order to entice change. He has a mission and he's willing to do anything to accomplish his goal of a pure American society. In this article provided by Gale Resources, the author emphasizes the unequal opportunities presented in America. The author, Frank Morris, states, I am consistently concerned with our deteriorating sense of American community where we should have a greater responsibility to other Americans before we give priority to non-American citizens. We need to help protect American wor workers, especially low-skilled African-American workers, from job displacement and the eventual job wage depressing effect of workers who should not be competing in the American workplace. I note with regret the fact that many will identify and have great sympathy for the overall flight of immigrant workers, but be callous towards the fate of other Americans who have suffered from years and generations of unfair treatment. During many of these years and generations of unfair and discriminatory treatment from other Americans to African Americans, immigrant Americans were able to benefit from employee opportunities, which in the past were denied to African Americans. How unfair is it? This pattern, still strongly influenced by high immigration workers, continues to negatively affect African-American workers. Based on the information you've heard throughout this podcast, elaborate your position on how effective the immigration process is in the U.S. today and what changes might need to be considered, if any.